The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Angel Talk with me, your host, Rachel Corpus. Let's journey together as we talk to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have crossed over. Are you ready to hear what Spirit has to say? Welcome to Angel Talk. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Corpus, and welcome to Angel Talk. I'm going to be your guide through this journey as we discover everything we can about the paranormal and spiritual realm. I'm an angel communicator and psychic medium, which means I get to connect you with two very special sources of information. We're going to connect with the realm of angels. We all have guardian angels. So when you were created by your creator, however you define that as God, source, universe, you are so loved at that moment and still that you were gifted a couple of non-human helpers. And in our culture, we do call those our guardian angels. We also have access to an infinite amount of angels that can give us guidance, perspective, wisdom. And we'll also talk to humans who have passed. So your loved ones, your friends, this might mean connecting you to your spouse or your child or your pet. It might mean learning about someone's passing story so you can gain peace and perspective to help you with your grieving. In the episodes to come, we're going to learn some amazing things together. We're going to listen to the angels and spirit to teach us how to communicate with them and how to know when spirit is communicating with us. We're going to work on developing your intuitive gifts because we're all born with intuitive gifts. So we're going to learn how to figure out what those are and how to develop them. We're going to talk about things like our soul purpose. Why are we here? Are you living your best life? Is there more that you should know? Is there more you're supposed to be doing? We're going to talk about past lifetimes. If it's possible that you are here now as a spirit yourself, because we're all spirit wearing a human body. If that's true to you, is it possible that you've lived before? And if so, Who were you? Where did you live? What did you learn? Have you reincarnated with the same people each time? Who was your husband in lifetimes before? Who was your daughter? We're going to talk about something called divine gifts. The angels call these your three main traits. And at the time of your creation, about the same time you were gifted your angels, you were also gifted these three divine gifts or main traits. And it's another way to look at your soul structure. What are you naturally good at? How do you contribute to the universe? 
And we're going to have amazing guests on the show, authors, healers, other mediums such as animal communicators, tarot card readers, and you. I hope that you can be on the show. You'll have a chance every week to have an on-air reading with either me or the guest I have on the show. If that interests you, I invite you to go to my website, rachelcorpus.com. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-C-O-R-P-U-S.com. In today's episode, I hope to share with you my origin story so that you can hear what it was like for me to grow up as a psychic medium in small town Iowa, and to also hear what it's been like for me to live boldly and authentically and how that has blessed my life. I grew up in Albia, Iowa. My parents were school teachers. We lived in a big Victorian house about a block from a cemetery. So ding, 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 right away. In an old house next to a cemetery, I already had so much opportunity to be around spirit. In our house at night, I would often hear music like a string quartet, the clink of glasses, laughter, as if there was a party going on downstairs. When my dad would go for a run in the cemetery, I would see the same spirit there each time waiting for me to come in. And sometimes, especially spirit children, would follow me home. We would play in my room until they would hear a voice calling them home. And then I'd go about my day. This was normal for me. When I went to elementary school, I assumed everybody else was like me. I was wrong. <laughs> I was different. And as a child growing up anywhere, it's hard to be different. Right away, I began learning how to be a medium and keep it a secret. I was always going back and forth, sitting in my classroom, seeing spirit wave at me at the door and knowing I'm supposed to be looking at my paper right now. I would talk to people and get information about who they were in their past lives and have to remind myself, no, right now I'm looking at my teacher. It was very hard. My parents bought the Opera House in town, which is a big live theater. Um, it's probably built in, I bet, 1900. And they restored it from the ground up with a lot of volunteers. So I spent a lot of time there with them. And you can imagine the amount of spirit that was in that old building. I saw people who had passed from all different time periods, wearing costumes or dress clothes, walking around, having fun. Some of them knew I was there. Some of them didn't. Sometimes when we encounter spirit, it's an imprint. It's like a record playing over and over that's been imprinted on the soil or the wood or the building. And other times the spirit that we are coexisting with is intelligent. They want their story to be heard. They want to communicate with us. Perhaps they need help. Well, I grew up with humans in body and spirit every day. And then one day, my family got into a car accident. Everybody was fine. But I came out of the accident with a skull fracture. And so for the next year, I wasn't allowed to go outside and play. I liked this. <laughs> I'm still a homebody. If you can give me a day home where I can sit on my butt, I'm going to do it. And even then, even though my friends are outside on the swings having fun, I had a chance three times a day to take a break and just be me. So sitting alone in the school office, I had a chance to talk to my spirit friends and feel peaceful. I didn't know at that time that I was actually developing my mediumship abilities, listening to them, talking back to them. This is truly the way I grew up every day until about fifth grade. 
When I got to fifth grade, I realized that if I was going to fit in, I had to be as normal as possible, whatever that meant. And I was willing to do whatever it took. I found a friend and we spent so much time together after school every single day. And after a little bit of time passed, I trusted her enough to share my secret. I told her about the spirit that I saw, including angels and people. And she believed me and she liked it. We explored this together and it felt so good to have a friend that I could truly be myself around. But then one day when I went to school, I realized that she had told everyone that I was a witch. If that happened to me today, it would be hysterical. But as a fifth grader, all of a sudden I had an invisible label that the bullies used to really attack me. This hurt me so badly that I told spirit to completely go away. And I remember doing it. I remember going home one afternoon crying, saying, I don't want you anymore. Go away. Well, we're the boss. Spirit listens to us. And though they didn't really leave me, they didn't appear to me the same way. They started to fade almost immediately so that I could have what I asked for, a normal childhood. And to me, that meant beauty pageants, being on student council, being a cheerleader, being in plays, show choir, being on stage. Because if I could present a persona to everybody else that they could understand and not question, I wouldn't have to tell them who I really was, a psychic medium. I kept this kind of costume on for a really long time. In fact, I kept it on so long that my gifts didn't come back until I was about to have my first child about 14 years ago. You see, in graduate school, I met the love of my life. And when he was done with school, we moved to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, so he could be uh, a professor. And we were there for about a year. And as soon as we got married, we were going to have a baby. And as I grew that baby, my beautiful daughter, my gifts started to come back little by little. And I started to remember who I was. And I wasn't afraid. Now, the house we lived in was haunted, which probably helped, but it could be scary every once in a while. So for instance, I would walk into the bedroom and shut the door and the door would open. I would shut it, it would open again, and it was deliberate. So it was an accordion door. Someone was unlatching it, opening it. I would be chopping things in the kitchen and reach down for the knife and it would move three inches away from my hand. Sometimes I would hear talking as I walked by. Couldn't understand what they were saying, but I could hear it. This was on purpose, I'm sure, because being around spirit in this way again helped me feel comfortable in my skin. The day before I had my daughter, I was standing in the bathroom, and that's when I noticed my angels coming back. Again, they hadn't gone anywhere, truly, but they didn't show up to me the same way because that's what I asked for. Standing in the bathroom, brushing my teeth, I found myself surrounded in golden sparkles. This kind of looked like the sparklers that kids hold up on the 4th of July. This small bathroom was filled with these golden sparkles that were moving slowly and deliberately around me. And I was filled with a wave of peace and love. And then I heard the words, you're going to have a baby tomorrow. Don't be scared. Everything will be okay. And they were right. I had my daughter the next day. It was a little bit difficult, as some births can be, but everything was okay. 
Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. After we had Olivia, we decided to move back to Albia so I could be a choral education teacher. And my husband got a job at Drake University in Des Moines, so he was driving about an hour and a half every day, and we were building this new life in Albia. But there were parts of that life that weren't new at all. I was going back to my spiritual roots. As I visited the theater, the same spirits were there to welcome me. As I walked the cemetery, the same spirits were there to welcome me. As I taught every day, I realized that there was a lot of spirit in the school. I was beginning to coexist again with spirit. And this time I was ready to figure out how can I be who I am and who everybody else needs me to be as well. Today, I'm taking an opportunity to share my origin story with you. When I left off with the story, I had just shared that my angels and spirit had started to come back to me in my brain and in my heart and in my soul about the time I had my first daughter. After we had my daughter, Olivia, we moved back to the hometown where I grew up in, Albia, Iowa. And when I returned to that town, I realized that my spiritual roots were coming up again. I was going to remember who I was, and this time I was ready to live authentically. I loved every minute of teaching. Teaching public school is hard, especially for someone who identifies as spiritual, because we can't always reach all parts of the students. And I was seeing parts of them that I couldn't articulate. I couldn't tell them that they were struggling because of their past lives. I couldn't share with them, don't worry, your father is right by you. I couldn't share those things, and it was very hard. After a few years of teaching, I decided not to renew my contract, and we moved our little family, now a family of three, to Des Moines, Iowa. After a few years of teaching, I decided not to renew my contract. We moved our little family, now a family of three, to Des Moines. My husband kept teaching at Drake, and I decided to go into ministry. For the next few years, I was the director of child and family ministries at some pretty big churches in the Des Moines area. This was beautiful. I loved this so much. And also, it was reminiscent of how I grew up. I was truly someone during the day and someone else at night. I wasn't able to live authentically into my gifts because sometimes being a psychic medium or identifying as spiritual doesn't fit into the structure of religion. Then one day, I went to work, like I always did, and then a half an hour later, I was fired. I didn't do anything wrong. I just no longer fit. And it was the universe blossoming me out of that job so that I could live fully into who I am. I knew leaving the church structure that I had an opportunity to live an authentic life, finally, 100% boldly in technicolor. And I wanted that. So I said, okay, universe. If I'm supposed to do something different, prove it. 
Well, for the past six months or so, I had been seeing clients one-on-one, connecting them with their angels and loved ones who have passed, kind of as a side hustle. And I knew it was possible that I was meant to do this full-time, but it was scary. When I asked for validation, is this what I'm supposed to do? The universe answered back in a bold way. Within a few weeks, my calendar was full. I had moved from seeing clients as a side hustle to full-time plus. Within a month or so, I had doubled my salary that I made at the church. The universe made it pretty clear, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's what I do full-time every day. I help people connect with their loved ones. I help people connect with their angels. Sometimes it's one-on-one. Sometimes it's small groups. Sometimes it is radio or TV. Sometimes it's an audience reading at a restaurant or an auditorium. This is me. I am me 24-7. And my hope and prayer is that by learning my story, hearing my story, you can look at those parts of you that you kept hidden for a long time. And you can decide, I'll let those come out. I'm brave enough. And I trust the universe. I trust my creator enough to enfold me in safety and love so that I can be authentic and true to me. Because when we're true to ourselves, we have the opportunity to give to others. And that's what it's all about. I'd like to share my mediumship abilities with you today by channeling the angels I'm going to pull some angel oracle cards. Angel oracle cards are decks of cards that allow us to talk to the angels using artwork and phrases that have been channeled by other mediums. I'm using a deck today called Soul's Journey Lesson Cards by James Van Pra. And as I move the cards in my hands, I like to ask the question of the angels, what do we need to know to guide us in the week ahead? And I'm pulling three cards today. And here they are. The first card is the forgiveness card. The angels ask you, what is it or who is it that you need to forgive? Because when we forgive, we create space. If you are harboring resentment or sorrow toward another person or toward yourself, imagine that that is like a closet that's overfilled. There's too much in there and you can't fit anything new. So by forgiving, you create space. They also want you to hear that they notice sometimes we have things about ourselves that we have a hard time forgiving. And to them, this is part of the human experience, but we hang on to it too much. So are you being too hard on yourself about something? Are you looking at some of the choices that you've made or something you said or something you did? And are you letting that sum up who you are? Is there room for forgiveness? And if you need your angels help with this, just ask. They're with you all the time. The second card I pulled is the judgment card. The angels share that as you listen to my story today and think about your own gifts, where do you sit with your judgment? Are you a skeptic? Are there things about you that you'd love to bring out boldly, but you're afraid you will be judged? Where does judgment fit in with you right at this moment in this step of your journey? And the final card is the service card. That makes me chuckle because weren't we just talking about service? This card lets us know that the angels are affirming the words spoken before about how 
it is our shared soul purpose to be in service with one another. And by living authentically, creating space from forgiveness, releasing judgment, we can accept and love our purpose of being in service to other people and accepting their help in return. If you're looking for a way to connect to your angels and you don't know where to start, I would suggest getting some simple angel oracle cards. I really love this deck by James Van Pra. I find the artwork to be beautiful, the messages to be simple, and just about every deck of angel oracle cards comes with a guidebook. So you can actually look up the cards that you pull if you're not ready to just sit and let the words flow through you as you channel. It's been my honor to be with you today to share my story, to talk about the exciting things we're going to do in this show, between talking about our past lives, meeting our angels, looking at soul contracts, talking to other healers and mediums. This is going to be an amazing journey, and I'm glad we're doing it together. If you'd like to connect with me, go to my website, rachelcorpus.com. You can find me on Facebook at Rachel Corpus Angel Communicator, Instagram, The Angel Counselor, YouTube, Rachel Corpus Talking with Spirit. And you can catch my live stream TV show Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time at DSM TV Live on Facebook. You don't have to remember any of that. Just go to my website, rachelcorpus.com. And remember, I want to hear from you. So if you'd like an on-air reading in the weeks to come, go to my website, request a reading. I hope the week ahead for you is beautiful, full of opportunity, and you can meet this week ahead with self-love. If you haven't heard this today, hear from the angels. You are loved. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Angel Talk with me, Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. If you'd like to connect, visit my website, rachelcorpus.com. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcast.